0: Every morning, the priest is to add firewood and arrange the burnt offering on the fire and burn the fat of the fellowship offerings on it. The fire must be kept burning on the altar continuously. It must not go out. Twice, in two verses, the Lord says to Moses, the fire must be kept burning on the altar continuously. Obviously that was something of great importance in the eyes of God, and that became something of great importance in the eyes of Moses and the Israelites because they saw something unique. When we look at the Old Testament, it provides for us, according to Hebrews, a shadow of things that are to come. This is not here simply because it was one of the regulations. This is here because it was intended to teach us something that is very important in our relationship with God. You see, the altar was the place appointed by God for sacrifice. All the sacrifices were to be offered there at the altar. It was the place for atonement. That's where those sacrifices were offered to atone for our sins. If you look back at Leviticus chapter 1 and verse 4, the scripture says, when any of you brings an offering to the Lord, Bring us an offering, an animal for either the herd or the flock. If the offering is a burnt offering, he is to offer a male without defect. He must present it at the entrance to the tent of meeting so that it will be acceptable to the Lord. He is to lay his hand on the head of the burnt offering and it will be accepted on his behalf to make atonement for him. That was the way that a person in those days was reconciled to God. He brought his offering and presented it to the Lord. And God accepted those offerings on behalf of the one who was making the offering. Again in chapter 17 and verse 8 of Leviticus. The scripture declares... Say to them, any Israelite or any alien living among you who offers a burnt offering or sacrifice and does not bring it to the entrance of the tent of meeting to sacrifice to the Lord, that man must be cut off from his people. So there was a penalty if you didn't come. The blood makes atonement for the soul. That's what the Scripture says. In Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 22, the scripture is very clear that we need an an offering or we need blood to intercede on our behalf, to intervene so that we are accepted. Without the shedding of blood, the scripture says, there is no forgiveness. That's why the Lord Jesus came. That's why the Lord Jesus laid down his life upon the cross, to be the atonement for our sins. The sacrifice of the Old Testament has now passed. We have one eternal sacrifice made on our behalf by the Lord Jesus Christ, because it was not only the place of sacrifice and atonement, it was also the place of communion. That, God said, is where I will meet with you. Exodus in chapter 29 and in verse 37, ex- Exodus 29 and verse 37, consecrate yourselves to the Lord. For seven days make atonement and the altar will be the most holy and whatever touches it will be holy. You're to offer on the altar regularly each day. Offer one, one lamb in the morning, one at twilight, Offer it because there is no other sacrifice that will be accepted before God. He said, there I will meet you and speak with you. There I will meet with the Israelites and the place will be consecrated by my glory. God's intention was that through the blood that was shed at that altar, they would meet and they would fellowship. That was so important to the Israelites. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 9, The gifts and sacrifices being offered then were not able to clear the conscience of the worshipper. But read on in that same chapter to verse 12. Christ did not enter by means of the blood of goats and calves when he entered the most holy place once for all by his own blood, having obtained eternal redemption for us. The blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of an ephah were ceremonial. How much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living God. It was on the basis of what was offered on that altar that the priests were able to come and were able to Offer their service to God and it's on the basis of what Christ did on the cross for us that we are able to come to God. We who are sinners are accepted in God's sight and in God's presence because of the sacrifice offered at that altar. That is the place, the basis of our communion. On that basis we stand, and on that basis Christ accepts us and receives us so that we are accepted as children of God and we are able to fellowship with Almighty God, not on the basis of something that we have brought, but on the basis of what He has done. He is the only one who is able to make a way into the very presence of the Father so that we can have fellowship with God. There's no other way. It's not your good works. It's not your sacrifices. It's not the money that you give. It's not the songs that you sing. It's the fact that Christ died for you and died for me, and his blood cleanses us from all sin, that we might stand acceptable in the sight of God. Yeah. Is your all on the altar of sacrifice laid? The songwriter wrote, your heart does the spirit control. You can only be blessed and have peace and sweet rest, as you yield him, your body and soul. I exhort you, brothers, Paul wrote to the Romans, present yourselves as living sacrifices to God. Present yourself to Him. Come to that altar and present yourself because the altar is the place where we can have communion with God. I am crucified with Christ Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Yes, you, each one of you. That's why Christ died. If there'd only been one of you, he would still have died. Because there's no other way of coming into the presence of Almighty God than on the basis of the sacrifice and the blood shed at that altar. But why does the Scripture say the fire must never go out? Where does that fire come from? Well if you read in the in the scriptures you find out that that fire was not kindled by men it wasn't something that someone came along struck a match and now we got the fire oh no let's look at Leviticus chapter 9 and verse 24 and the following verses Leviticus 9 and verse 24 We'll start with verse 23. Moses and Aaron went to the tent of meeting, and when they came out, they blessed the people. And the glory of the Lord appeared to all the people. Fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed the burnt offering and fat offerings. And when all the people saw it, they shouted for joy and fell face down. Wow! That fire! that was kindled upon the altar was not of human origin. Two of of Aaron's sons thought that, well, they could kindle their own fire. And so in chapter 10, it says, Aaron's sons, Nadab and Abihu took their senses and they put their own fire in them and added incense and they offered unauthorized fire before the Lord, contrary to his command. And so fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed them and they died before the Lord. What a tragedy when someone tries to substitute their own fire for the fire that God has kindled. And that fire, God said, it must never be allowed to go out. Every evening, They would light the evening lamps from the fire on the altar and they would keep those lamps burning all night and then the next morning they would relight the wood on the altar with the fire in the lamps so the and that's where the sacrifices were offered each day so the fire was the same fire continually burning all the way through They were to keep that fire burning without any hesitation and without any loss. Leviticus chapter 24. The Lord said to Moses, command the Israelites to bring clear oil of pressed olives for the light so that the lamps may be kept burning continually. Outside the curtain of the... Of the testimony is the temple of meeting. Aaron is to tend the lamps before the Lord from evening till morning continually. It is to be a lasting ordinance. The lamps must be kept, must be tended continually and kept burning, and the fire upon the altar must be kindled from the lamps. That was the plan. That was God's intention. Unfortunately, it didn't always work out that way. Oh no, you know the story about about uh, young Samuel. Oh yes, the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days the word of the Lord was rare and there were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out. That was how bad things were getting. The lamp that was supposed to be tended all night and kept burning had almost gone out. Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, here I am. Why was God rousing the young boy? Didn't he need his sleep? Yes, but someone had to tend the lamp. Someone had to keep the fire burning. Someone had to make sure that the fire did not go out because the fire had come from God. It was God who sent the fire. Look again. On a later occasion, oh yes, the lamps had already gone out. But look at Second Chronicles chapter 21 and verse 26. The lamps had gone out in the time of Saul, but David built an altar to the Lord, and sacrifice burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. He called on the Lord, and the Lord answered him with fire from heaven on the altar of burnt offering. God sent the fire again, and the fire was rekindled and changed the whole situation. Look at Second Chronicles chapter 7. Solomon builds a temple but where are they going to get the fire from? How are they going to burn up the sacrifices? Well, when Solomon finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. The priest couldn't even enter the temple because of the glory of the Lord that filled it. But he was the one who rekindled the fire. Oh, but it didn't last. It wasn't always the same. The centuries went by and many in Israel had turned away to worship Baal. Many of the priests had left their role and begun to follow Baal and become priests of Baal. And God raised up a new prophet. You know his name, Elijah. And he built a fresh altar. And he prepared the sacrifices to be offered. And what happened? First Kings chapter 18. Then the fire of the Lord fell and burned up the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, the soil, and also licked the water in the trench. Oh, when the fire of God comes, it does everything that is needed to be done. We need that fire today. The Lord Jesus said in Luke 12, 49, I've come to kindle fire upon the earth. When John the Baptist was asked, are, are you the one who should come? Are you the Messiah? He said, no, there's one coming after me who is greater than I. I'm not even fit to carry his sandals. But he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. The fire's coming back. There's going to be fire again. Oh, my dear friends, when that day came, the Holy Spirit filled them all in Acts chapter 2, and fire rested upon each of them oh let the fire fall let the fire fall we often sing yes we need the fire of the holy spirit because the bible says the fire is to be kept burning continually in just a few days it will or two weeks actually it'll be the uh, 100th anniversary of the outpouring of the holy spirit in the land of Romania. It was an interesting uh, occasion because as they were having a prayer meeting near Arad in Romania, suddenly there was a disturbance at the door. The leaders of the church went and said, "What's, what's happening? It was the fire brigade people passing had seen fire dancing on the roof of that little church. And the fire brigade were called and they came to put out the fire. And when they saw it was a prayer meeting they were astonished. But I've seen photographs of that fire on the roof of the church. Yes, God answers by fire. The God that answers by fire, He is God. Yeah. My dear friend, we need the fire of the Holy Spirit to be rekindled in our day. There are some areas where they haven't seen the fire of the Holy Spirit for a long time. There are some areas where, like in Samuel's day, the fire is burning dim and it's getting night and the lamps are almost out. We need a fresh breath of the Holy Spirit in these days to rekindle the fire and get things burning again. And maybe some of us feel it. Yes, uh, (laughs) that's talking about my heart because there are times when I feel that, some, that the fire has almost gone out in there. Once upon a time, I was so conscious of the presence of God. Once upon a time, I felt so so anointed by the Holy Spirit. I felt a burning inside. I've heard people testify about that. I remember praying with someone to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And they said, I, what, what did you do? I said, I just prayed with you. No, what happened? I feel uh, burning inside. It's the fire of God. Uh, God said, I will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And that fire will burn up the dross that may be in a person's heart and they will become all that God wants them to be, empowered by God. To be the people that God wants them to be. That is God's plan. That is God's intention. It is to continue in our day. We are to keep the fire of the Holy Spirit burning in our midst, burning in our churches. Yes, it may be more comfortable not to have a fire burning in the church, but it's not God's plan. What God's plan is that the fire of the Holy Spirit will work in our midst to the glory of his name. Second, uh, uh, Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 6. Paul writes to Timothy, I, For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Oh, I pray that the fire of the Holy Spirit will burn in each one of us. In the, the previous letter to Timothy, chapter 4 and verse 14, Paul says, Do not neglect your gift, which was given you through a prophetic message when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Did God anoint you with the Holy Spirit? Did God fill you with the Holy Spirit? Did the fire of God burn in your heart and in your life? Did others catch the flame as you went around? I don't want to be a a fire hazard. No, No. this isn't a hazard. This is a blessing. The fire must be kept burning continuously. God says. How do we keep the fire burning continuously? We keep the fire burning continuously by making sure there's something there to burn. We come with our sacrifices, yes. We come with our our prayers, with our uh, worship, with our adoration. We come and we praise the Lord and we worship Him. And as we do, the fire is kindled once again. The oil that was poured into those lamps was what burned. How we need the oil of the Holy Spirit to be poured into us that we might be flaming representatives of the Lord. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18. Speak to one another. No, uh, continue being filled with the Holy Spirit, Paul says, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's how we maintain the fullness of the Holy Spirit. It wasn't be filled with the Holy Spirit one-off and then you can forget all about it? No, it was keep on being filled. The tense in the Greek is something called the present continuous tense. Oh, isn't that ideal? For our experience of the Holy Spirit, the present continuous. We need the Holy Spirit's presence continually as if every moment was the same day, over and over and over and over, repeated, 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 because the Holy Spirit is the one who fills every part of our beings and enables us to serve God the way that he wants us to. So what does Paul write in First Thessalonians, eh? chapter 5 and verse 19? Do not put out the Spirit's fire. No, fan it into flame, in other words. Keep it going. Let the fire of the Holy Spirit burn in you and through you be kindled in the hearts and in the lives of others. Don't treat prophecies with contempt. Test everything. Hold on to the good. Avoid every kind of evil. Yes, and it starts by allowing the power and the fire of the Holy Spirit to burn burn in us and to burn through us and to burn in our community and to burn in our church. Do you ever feel led to speak forth in the name of the Lord and share a message, a prophecy? Some churches, they don't want to disrupt the way things go. They want things to be decently and in order. They want everything to be nice and quiet. And the way that they are getting used to it being, that's not necessarily God's way. Sometimes when God intervenes, He disrupts our natural order. He changes everything. The things that we were used to, it's different. Somehow there's a presence. And that presence is the presence of the Holy Spirit stirring our hearts to worship God. My dear friend, I encourage you to keep the fire burning. Let the Holy Spirit work in you and through you that God might have his way. Many years ago, An old pastor wrote a little song, Burn fire of God, my ransomed soul possessing, Pure fire thou art, and I would dwell in thee. Light of my life, true source of every blessing, Grant all my days one holy flame to be. Are you praying tonight, God, set me on fire again? Set me on fire. Let me be the source of the fire for those that I meet. Let me partake of the fire that falls in your house. Let the fire fall. Let the fire fall. Oh, yes, we need the fire of the Holy Spirit burn fire of God thy grace and glory knowing my cleansed heart shall be all fire within love all constraining tenderness o'erflowing one kindling passion other lives to win Lord we need to spread the fire we need to spread the fire and not only will every seat in this church be filled, but every heart will be aflame with love and passion for God, and every song will be sung, not just, I don't know if I can go along with that, or I don't really remember that, but as an expression of the soul, God, I am on fire for you oh yes lord jesus burn fire of god by thine own love transcending let all i hold be thine and thine alone heart mind and will a sacrifice ascending consumed by fire from out thy fiery throne my dear friends we're going to see the god who answers by fire We're going to be in His presence, the one who appears in the fire and brings fire into the hearts of men and women.